0: Or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show.
1: I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Marin? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, What happened to you?
0: Hi, you're listening to Recover Girl. It's a podcast all about addiction and recovery. If you want to know more about Recover Girl, you can go to recovergirlpodcast.com. You can find out more about me and what the work I do in addiction, um, recovergirl.biz. I have 1,600 websites. Um, You're
1: focusing really hard. I, I know, tell I'm
0: focusing. Hold on, because I can't remember 1600 <laughs> things if I'm not focusing. Um, and I have a writing coaching program where I help a lot of people who are in recovery, interestingly, put together their book proposals. And it's starting again in October. And I'll just briefly say that it is a program where I take 10 students at a time and walk them through doing a book proposal. It's a six month program. And at the end, one of those people, if not more, gets a meeting with my agent um, in New York and a publisher that I know. So it's a very, very cool program. Stay tuned for more information. If you want to know now about it, even though it's still a ways away, go to alltherightmoves.com. It's um, right, you know, you guys, it's writer, A L L T H E W R I T E M O V E S dot com. And with that, I'm going to introduce my guest. Say hi, Paul. Hi.
1: How's everybody doing? How are you doing specifically? I'm
0: doing well. I'm really excited that you're sitting in my living room right now. This is this is surreal. This is like a long time coming. Let's uh, let's tell them who you are. Sure. Uh, Paul Fuhr. Is that how you pronounce that it? That is how you say. It. You got okay. it. In
1: one. Yeah. We've never even spoken. I never
0: said your last name out loud. Well, I have. No, I haven't. No, okay. you,
1: you got it exactly right. Most people say four fewer. I mean, fewer is actually right. So you got it right. You're, okay,
0: actually, I'm going to give you a brief introduction. Even better. So the way our relationship started is I would say about two years ago. It was two, yeah. Two years ago, I got the nicest, most articulate <laughs> email I have ever gotten about this podcast. I've gotten emails from a lot of you, and they're wonderful, and they're often articulate. But this just blew me away, and it was oh. the kindest oh, email you. ever. And I was like, "Oh, what a nice guy!" And I and I wrote yeah. back, and I was like, "This was incredible." Right. Then maybe two or three months later,
1: it was a, yeah, it was about three months. Yeah. I am
0: gonna let you talk at a certain point. I promise you. <laughs> I, I, I get
1: do much better than me a,
0: an article from you, and you go, "Hey, look, I just wrote this thing. Yeah. How I got sober. If you want to use it, great. Right. If you don't, great." And it was brilliant oh which it, shouldn't have surprised me because of the email and then suddenly you became our most prolific writer <laughs> and I think for a year and a half
1: yeah and it, there was no expectation I mean I wasn't like I writing you to like say here's you know I'm auditioning for you or something I I live legitimately had never written a fan letter in my life to anybody but I wrote one to you because you know you lived in my head for the longest time you know because I was listening to all of your podcasts and your shows and you know and uh I I I don't even know how I found your podcast, you know, when I first got sober. Don't. I don't remember. I, I looked for like sober, uh, anything. I, I was sopping up any information I could about sobriety. Yeah. And you, you, I think you were just, you know.
0: Stumbled upon it. I did. Started listening. I
1: did. And while I was mowing my lawn, washing dishes, everything. That's I listened so to every sweet. episode. I listened to the first one and worked my way back. And yeah.
0: And so... And so that's it, and and you know, I think you wrote about every topic under the sun. Do you know how many articles you did for After Party? It's we, over
1: a hundred, I think. Oh,
0: my God, that's so crazy! It's over a hundred, and and you're just such a delight, and so nice to work with. This and, is way too kind. And sent me uh, chocolate covered strawberries, not once but twice. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I wasn't
1: sure how well those things would travel. So the first t- travel, okay.
0: <laughs> um, and so and so, um. Yeah, it's just, it's just amazing to have you out here and you have your own podcast tell people about that I do
1: actually have two podcasts uh, Massive <laughs> overachiever. Uh, your- yeah I had one I I I, discuss, I realized that I have a lot of friends that are uh, that have much more interesting lives than me so I have like friends that are like a NASA engineer I have a music producer friend some poet friends and so that podcast is just called I tried to come up with something I couldn't come up with a good name but since my last name is Fuhrer, I came up with the furious podcast I love it and it's great I, I tried you know so it's just a you know one-on-one thing and then I and then I was listening to NPR's All songs Constantly all the time and I thought you know you could apply uh, sobriety principles to this as well the you know, music that reminds you of getting sober so I did another podcast I have one now called drop the needle about recovery and so uh, that w- I- I'm very proud of that title
0: <laughs> it is but you were just a drinker
1: yeah I was
0: so the needle implies like a you know a drug shooting situation it
1: does but uh, I met someone in rehab um named Mike and uh I also know somebody who runs a music blog, and I, I'm always trying to pair people up. I'm always trying to, yeah. like, you know, you, and I think you're probably the same way. Like, you should meet this person. Yeah. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm yeah. There. I
0: mean, sort of. I'm a little self obsessed, <laughs> but yeah. I
1: mean, well, I, so the three of us got together, and and yeah. And so he, but he was, you know, a heroin addict. And and, uh, okay. and so that's why. The three
0: of you do it together or just yes. two?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So-
0: um, and they're available iTunes SoundCloud, all those places. You got it. Yep, yep. And I should also mention that Paul has three kids and a full time job where he manages twenty people.
1: <laughs> that's true. So
0: that's that's a lot of productivity and it's a testament to your sobriety. Yeah, thanks. I would imagine. Yes. So let's go briefly into your story. Sure. So when did you first start drinking? What happened? <sighs>
1: Well, you know alcoholism as it kind of knots its way through my family i mean it's you can you can find it here and there it's not with my parents uh but it's you can find it hidden throughout my family. I don't yeah. think they acknowledge it in some some ways you Relate know to that yeah, yeah. so uh, my parents not big drinkers, but everyone around them it seems to be there's somebody um but we would always have these huge you know these parties Christmas time you know Thanksgiving and all and you know drinking just seemed to elevate everybody you know so I'm like I think I was like fifteen. And there was a Christmas party, and I decided to steal uh, two Zemas from the fridge. Zema, <laughs> and I knew that, but I knew even then I I didn't need just one; I needed two. I get it. So I brought them up to my closet in my bedroom and just sat in the dark and drank two Zimas. How old were you? Fifteen, Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not the most unique story in the world, but I'm sitting there. And remember, I just Zima remember
0: is unique. Come
1: <laughs> I, on. Just, I just I remember sitting in the dark, you know, feeling, and it's a very unique bottle too, because I can still remember it.
0: I feel nauseous actually talking <laughs> about it. Was it vodka and beer? I can't remember. Uh,
1: I don't remember exactly. What it, it had this bright, like uh, citrusy taste to it. I
0: thought it had something to do with vodka. It, probably.
1: It I don't. It just got me. Yeah. you know, It, it brought Did me. Did you throw it. up? I didn't. Um, but I drank both of them very quickly, and uh, I remember going downstairs and, you know, very surreptitiously throwing them away, you yeah. know, the bottles. But, yeah. but it, everything made sense, you know. I could hear, like, the the glow of the conversation downstairs, and all of a sudden I felt like I was part of that. Right. You know? So that's where my story starts, yeah.
0: And then where did it go?
1: Oh, my God. Uh, you know, I never really drank – alcoholically at first, I just knew that I really liked how that made me feel. Uh, but I drank in college, like, you know, everyone does, I guess. And, you know, I, but I was always the one like, well, let's get one more shot. Let's do one more. Right. I was that guy. I was that right. annoying person. So. Right,
0: right, right. I, 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 know that person well.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. And then it just got, you know, just got progressively worse because, um, you know, when I get the pressures of life, you know, I just did not want to acknowledge that I had stress in my life. I didn't want to acknowledge that all the things you just mentioned that, you know, I had, a, yeah, I have three kids and a job. I wasn't good at those things before. You, you know? weren't? No. Well, you know, if you back up that calendar, uh, you know, go back to, you know, child number one, I was a wreck. I mean, I turned the baby monitor up really loud. So a, you know, I'm passing out at night, you know, it's just, I, it was, it was a, it was a, it was the perfect storm of problems. I wasn't prepared for any of it. I wasn't prepared for responsibilities at work. wasn't prepared to be a parent.
0: Right, but so. they just happen to you, these things?
1: Well, yeah, my wife will disagree, but... <laughs> so.
0: But so, you graduate from college, yep. four years, mm-hmm. you look very normal on the outside. Sure. You're in the Midwest.
1: Yeah, so I'm from Ohio, and my parents owned the company that made Crash Test Dummies, so...
0: Wait, what do you mean, not the but, band?
1: Not the band, not the... What's...
0: Well, I don't know what those were.
1: Uh, well, for all the auto manufacturers across the world, the oh. actual Crash Test Dummies okay. th- that they would put in cars and ram them into walls, my parents made those. That's so bizarre. It is bizarre. <laughs> But, so they were you're really the air
0: to crash test dummy? is that what you're trying to say
1: <laughs> i i guess i mean I, do they
0: still exist
1: well they exist in a different uh they sold it they, it they did they sold it after like 10 years but they were very paying it t- they paid m- much more attention to that than my drinking or anything else I was going and on
0: you have siblings right i do I
1: have a sister she's five years younger okay yep.
0: and and there you go off into the world and did you you, you do something in finance or banking
1: I do. I don't uh, know what it is. Well, I, I was just telling my brother in law sli- last night. I'm not even uh, up on the banking industry myself, and I work in it. Uh, right. I don't. I'm not. I couldn't recite any of the regulations or anything like that. But I, I'm a communications I'm glad, manager. i I
0: wouldn't want to hear. <laughs> I
1: remember I sent you an email once, just telling you what I was doing that day. You're like my eyes glazed over after the first sentence. They were. I, <laughs> I, I did it, it on a purpose. Very
0: long email to be fair. <laughs> um,
1: it was awful. So
0: okay, and so ha- did you immediately go into that industry?
1: No, I started off. Um, I I I try to take every shortcut imaginable in life. So I was like, uh, when I was in uh, in undergrad, uh, for four years, I just I was a good writer. So I just went into English, and I was like, so there's there's no tests.
0: No, you
1: know, I artfully even dodged taking any sciences. I I cobbled together like a minor that was. I'm not even joking it's sociological astronomy I'm not Amazing. even joking you
0: know what I thought astronomy was going to be a total gut class in, in college and it was the hardest thing and I dropped oh my it oh god it was so hard
1: hey, well we got to like the 200 level all of a sudden there's math in your you know level. I
0: couldn't I couldn't do it <laughs> I went for nutrition instead
1: did you really that was
0: easier no I majored in creative writing same, same, say, same reason wait. no 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 <laughs> Um,
1: See, same
0: reason I was like, no tests, okay. Yeah, I didn't think so, I was going to do anything
1: with it. Right. So, my parents own this company, you know, and I'm and so afterwards, I had no plan. Yeah. I mean, I had no plan at life, which and, I
0: think is common among alcoholics.
1: Well, that makes me feel a little better.
0: Right. I didn't like, you know, when people are like, when I grew up, I wanted to be, and I was like, I, I wanted to be glamorous.
1: That's all, that's all well, I that's had. that's more aspiration than I had. <laughs> well, I just graduated. And I I, I I kid you not, Anna, I was. it was maybe a couple weeks before graduation. It sort of dawned on me that I needed a career, like a job.
0: I was this exact same. Were you really? And I'm looking around. I'm going, wait, you're going into the Morgan Stanley trainee program. You're going to yeah. acting school. How did you do this?
1: Well, there were people all the time that I just thought they were doing the same thing I was. I was just ripping it up every night, going yep. to party. But I thought that's what they were doing. That thought me was career. too.
0: Me too. It was shocking. Yeah, they're realized, all doing
1: internships and things.
0: Totally, I did do internships, but because we were required to, oh, but like well. they didn't help me figure out my future.
1: I went to a school in the Midwest that's you know flatter than a pool table, and it's just you know all fields and you know, right. Where it, the school that I went to it, the, in the the town that it's it's embedded in Bowling Green is um, uh, home of the tractor pulling competition in the the world. So that's uh, something. Uh, I can't even
0: So But you stayed there
1: <laughs> I did And then my parents Very kindly gave me a job At their company Okay it's, that was nice Yeah it was But it was basically like Alright our son is Kind of lost And I yeah. joined a band For no reason Interesting and Yeah I learned how to play guitar Strictly I learned like six chords Right so I, But i that way I'd go to bars And play And get free beer So But then I went to grad school um, Where it really took off The drinking really took off What
0: were you studying?
1: Well of course I just went to English again
0: You have- <laughs> a graduate degree in English I am terribly intimidated but it, it's a master's yes
1: yes I, I uh, discovered midway through that uh, I did not want to do the PhD track I just, yeah uh, my mom
0: did that really I yeah think that was a good decision
1: <laughs> well midway through I was just like I wasn't taking any of this seriously because yeah. I was you know um, I was doing the I mean the, the papers I'll go back and read those papers now you know I'll stumble across them and I'm like who wrote that
0: you mean because they're they're terrible or good or... No, I
1: can't tell. They're just a different person.
0: I know. <laughs>
1: do yeah. you know that I'm feeling too? Just well, like-
0: also, I have a belief that um, that writing can't be taught and that a lot of what... You know, writing is writing. Right. You know, I majored in creative writing and all we did was workshop our stuff. Right. Nobody sat down and said, this is how you write a sentence. And I think it's damaging the way that they teach you to do papers and... Really? Yeah. Yeah. I- do, because I would say the biggest problem I run across in, in the people that I coach is that either writer's block or they're writing too academically because they right. have this idea of how a writer should write. Yeah. And a writer should write the way they talk. And it's all
1: artificial and it seems yeah. very, uh, it's all ornate. You know,
0: it, and it's not for no reason. It's empty. Exactly. It doesn't really teach you anything, in no. my opinion, except how to sound not like yourself.
1: Well, it's funny you're in creative writing. It was not funny, but I, I avoided creative writing, not because I thought that there was no money in that because there's no
0: money in English. either. No, no. but
1: I didn't want to be in a workshop. I didn't want people critiquing my work. I was that thin skinned. Yeah. Right. And so now I'm like, you know, bring it on, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm more open to that. But I was so, so scared of that.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah, then look cut to today where there's mean, I don't think you've ever gotten a mean comment on any of your stories.
1: Oh, no, but I mean, you really, I mean, I I told you before, I mean, I have you to thank for two things. One is that you helped me get sober very early on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I owe a lot of my sobriety to you, but you also helped me find my voice as a writer. I mean, you it was, had it. I didn't, you know, maybe the Wizard of Oz ending, I had it all along. I don't know. But yeah, uh, you
0: did have it all. Along.
1: I don't know these things. This is like, you know, I'm just a guy, you know? Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's interesting that you, yeah, I mean, well, now it makes sense. I didn't know you studied English and all of that stuff. Like, you didn't just stumble across being a great writer I, as a banker. Put, I know you're not a banker. But.
1: No, but put, put study in air quotes because, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you I, graduated.
1: I did. And I graduated well. I mean, I graduated, you know, because I went to Arizona State for grad school. Interesting because i just wanted to get away from ohio yeah but that's where the drinking really took off and but yeah. that's you know the 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 writing um i was you know i'd write these this 20 pages of dribble and think it was amazing you right? Know, and okay. give it circulated to people and they're just <laughs> like this is but they would very kindly tell me you know, yeah this is pretty prose but means nothing
0: so you keep drinking you mm-hmm. get your masters mm-hmm. then what happens to you
1: <laughs> it's more not what happens to me it's what doesn't happen to me i right. kept expecting i just kept expecting all these wonderful things to happen to yeah me. i i felt like i was entitled to so many things like where's my successful life you yeah know, where's my book really? deal you know right. where's my but i wasn't writing anything right so um i, mean, I wasn't writing anything nor you know uh of, of substance but so i i I freaked out, uh, like maybe a week after I graduated Arizona state. And I mean, it was not a healthy environment for me and I'm, I moved back home and with my parents. Okay. Yeah. I it might be the natural progression of where you go as an, you know, with the master's in English. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I told you my mom got a master's and then a PhD. Yeah. It's a brutal path.
1: I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by anybody that can hold that path and do it well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, just not a lot of job possibilities at the end.
1: My sponsor is a PhD uh, and and he has a really niche field, but I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. I just have so much, uh, I'm so impressed by people that go that far and really commit to it because I wasn't committed to anything.
0: And so your drinking, was it, it was daily at this point?
1: Yeah, at this point, yeah. Uh, and I remember somebody, Kinda sort of implied that I was an alcoholic like in grad school and that so offended me yeah. so bad. I'm like, I am not like that. Yeah. I am not that person. Yeah. Um but yeah, I was drinking every day. I was drinking uh beer for sure. That was just the background at a certain point, like the wallpaper of my y- life. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah And then, you
0: never did drugs?
1: No, not really. So here and there, but not nothing like consistent. So
0: And and what were the consequences aside from the fact that you were had moved back home with your
1: Family. Okay, so I moved back home and the consequences started building up. And I really think, and I tell people this a lot, is I feel like drinking or any addiction has like three phases. Like, you know, it's fun.
0: You didn't make this up, fun with problems, Fun then problems. Yeah. You yeah. know that's like a...
1: It- well, I, is that a thing? I, I, you know, where I got you it
0: from? Thought you made that up. No, I didn't. I was okay. going to
1: quote that. You know who told who didn't tell me this, but it was I read it in an article with Dennis Quaid. <laughs> so.
0: Oh, interesting. So, so I cribbed
1: it from him. So, yeah, so, thanks, Quaid. Yeah, yeah. So who I saw by the way in Scottsdale once. So. You did. Yes, I've did. never
0: seen him in the flesh. God, I had a thing for him when I, you know, he's, he's a handsome him. man. He's a handsome man. I haven't seen him in something for a while. Yeah. This is what's known as a. Diversion. Nice.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'll get back on track. So
0: okay, so I just
1: really want to come here and talk about Dennis Quaid.
0: I who doesn't? So <laughs> so so fun. You and Dennis had fun, then fun with problems. Then yeah. Just
1: problems. So the fun with problems was basically. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a garden variety alcoholic, but I had, uh, immediately when I moved back to Ohio, they threw me a, you know, welcome home party and I got a DUI like two weeks later. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, and then I had a broken engagement. I broke off my engagement with my, you know, wife now, but we went through a really, oh, yeah, Interesting. Yeah. Well, she won't call it interesting, but mm-hmm. it is, there's um, a whole story there. That's would be a second diversion. That would be another hour long.
0: And so, and so what, but you were still functioning.
1: Yeah, to a degree. I mean, I was teaching random classes at community colleges at that point, um, cobbling together the best existence I could. You know, I'm sleeping <clears throat> very little, um, and then I would, you know, I'd be, you know, uh, just out of my head most of the time. And I'd show up to class, like, either hungover or drunk. I'm a drink during the day. Yeah. And I very distinctly remember one time I went to class uh, to teach, I was, you know, went to school, and I'm like, I was like two hours early, and I thought, I'm just going to take a nap in my car. I woke up three and a half hours later and two of my students are like staring at me outside my, my car window and right. it was just brutal. Um, you know, and so it was just a, a, a night, it was just, it just snowballed, but there's so many little things that I never saw that they were problems. Like I just figured that everybody around me had DUI, so I wasn't it a problem for me, you know?
0: Right. Did just, you have more than one? No, just one. Right.
1: But everybody I knew around me had a DUI. It was like a right. badge of honor. You know? Right. So, it was just
0: like a normal thing. Right, right, right. And and so then what happened?
1: So, uh, things just got progressively worse. So I lost my job as a, as a teacher. Um, and then, um, I, I pretty much confessed to, you know, my, my then girlfriend now wife that, you know, this is what's going on. And she, she's a, she's a nurse. So she's very wired to want to help. And mm-hmm. she's very compassionate, very, uh, uh, wanting to, you know, try to solve a situation. So, you know, so we got, uh, close, you know, we we got engaged again, and uh, and I moved just a couple hours south. So I moved out of my parents' place, mm-hmm. and I got a job as an editor at a in uh, a, a publishing company. It's an educational publishing company. Everybody knows. Just uh, is McGraw Hill. But...
0: I cannot believe I didn't know any of this. Okay. Well, I
1: saved it all for this show. I mean,
0: I... exclusives, at least to me.
1: <laughs> so I got an editor. Yes, yeah, so I was editing textbooks, uh-huh. and but it was just uh, the alcoholism was. I was constantly every night going to a happy hour, coming up with an excuse. And there was, you know, dozens of people my age in my, you know, mid twenties, you know, I'm like, let's go out tonight. And I would go out every night with somebody different. Yeah. And so I wasn't coming home very often. And but then next thing I know, we're having a, you know, a baby. Right. And that's and I just couldn't handle. I just wasn't equipped for any of this. Right. But, you know, that's you know, that's that's not a cop out. That's just me being me. So right. uh, it was awful.
0: And so, and how long are you sober now?
1: Almost, uh, it's three and a half years. I'll be four in in January.
0: And what happened that got you sober?
1: A number of things. Uh, The worst situation for me, I mean, I can't really pinpoint it on a specific bottom, but a bad one would be um, uh, forgetting to pick my son up from kindergarten Mm -hmm. one day and they called me and uh, that was was pretty bad. Um, Where were you? In my couch passed out, or on my couch passed out. I could have been in it, too. I know. (laughs) I was like, that's impressive. (laughs) uh, And, you know, I had my neighbor knocking on the door. My wife was freaking out. But, I mean, even that didn't shock me out of you know but i eventually uh it was a number of those sorts of things you know i'd wake up peeing in a sock drawer or something (laughs) those are just like everyday things for me you know yeah you know and uh you know it was just just unbelievable but um i look back i'm even telling you now it feels surreal yeah
0: i know the feeling (laughs) like you feel like you're describing somebody else
1: yeah i'm sitting here just having a kind of an out-of-body experience i'm like that was really me you know i I just uh so i i uh i kind of so i tried i figured i was you know I figured I was an alcoholic. I knew I was, but I I probably should probably start admitting to it. Mm -hmm. So I tried starting to get sober myself Mm -hmm. and that was a bad idea Mm -hmm. because then you're, and I'm, I don't do well with pain. I don't do well with uncomfortability. I don't do well with anything. And it probably on a scale of one to 10 was like a two Mm -hmm. for most people. But for me, it felt like a nine. Mm -hmm. My brain was, you know, constantly worrying at night. I couldn't sleep. I was hearing, I would hear like auditory hallucination, you know, like people telling me. From the
0: detox? Yeah.
1: It was only like a day or two.
0: How much were you drinking when you did that?
1: At that point, it, you know, as, as as you well know, as Dennis Quaid would tell us, you know, yes. so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> problems. Uh, you're right. It was in the problems space. Uh, I was drinking uh, a pint of vodka, probably more than that, and then a ton of beer. Right. So um, I couldn't, I honestly couldn't tell you at that point. And I remember calling, uh, so we were looking at some rehabs and some, uh, you know, clinics and things around us and what what would you know it's the saddest conversation too like what what is our insurance going to take right. you know and all this stuff and at this point i had quit my job just for no reason mm-hmm. because i didn't like the people mm-hmm. um so we went i went there and that was not a healthy experience and then uh,
0: uh went to treatment you mean yeah oh i didn't know that you had a bad treatment experience
1: yeah i just wasn't built for that world No, i don't think anybody is but yeah
0: i was i'm serious really built for treatment
1: yeah, you know, I'm saying like the treatment center. You, you.
0: Well, I did outpatient, so I okay, can say right. that. But like, I, I loved it. I loved Man, it. Not me. Really?
1: Yeah. So I go there, and I, and I was just you know, prove it to me. You know, like I don't belong here. I'm not like you people. You, you know? would say that out loud. I can't. Oh, of picture course, it. I no, no, I can't. Oh yeah, I, no, yeah, yeah. no, it was all internal. <laughs> so I'm not that. I'm right. not that awful of a person. But, right, was, right. but I'm sitting there thinking it for sure. You know, right. and. Uh, and it wasn't you know, see people these thousand yard stairs and just walking around in their you know pajamas, and I'm not realizing that I'm one of them,
0: yeah, you know, yeah, so
1: but i was in I was impatient for about five or six days just for the detox, and then I, I said, i got I had to get out of here, so I left, and promptly two weeks later, I relapsed,
0: yeah oh, right. yeah, so, and then what happened?
1: Then so then I didn't want to admit that I had relapsed because I I'm really bad about telling everybody that I'm sober because like everybody I was I figured that everybody would find out that I was had been in treatment for some reason I thought everybody would know.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: don't know, but I, I told everybody <laughs> I went to treat it. And then I don't know why I did, but uh
0: maybe as like insurance. Well, I
1: later on, yes, that's yeah. true. But this time I yeah. did it more out of like, I, I'm good.
0: Yeah. But two yeah. weeks
1: later I started drinking. My wife had left for a business or not business trip. She visited her sister and I just I can't even tell you the alien feeling it was that I was possessed to go to the like a gas station and get like a beer and it was just I felt controlled. But I drank I was drinking like a tall boy of Miller Light or something in a in a parking lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> then after that, I told everybody that I was still sober. And then it was just that was the most miserable thing. Cause then I had people coming up to me saying, How do I get sober?
0: Right, right. I How heart- long you were doing that? Six months. That is so brutal. I hear about that as the most painful place to be. Were you going to meetings?
1: I went to a few. I went to enough to make it seem like I was, you know, mm-hmm. sober. But that was a really dark, duplicitous feeling, too, because you're sitting there going, I'm lying to everybody. Wow. And that's one of my biggest fear, fears, too, is being a fraud, you know. It's just right, like Because right. I'm like, am I just, you know, am I not really who I say I am? But, yeah, right. I'm sitting in meetings and, you know, I would say I'm sober for, and I live for those month coins, even though I was still drinking, wow. you know. It's just awful, you know. so
0: And so, and then when did it really Kick
1: in so uh, you mean there was, there was a recovery it yeah um it was around the time when uh my wife found you know i was hiding bottles yeah. all around the house
0: the washing machine
1: Oh, I didn't do the washing machine because uh-huh. I knew she would use that, but I'd hide under the sink, uh, in the grill cover. Uh, and I wasn't that artful of a hider. I just kept thinking I was. I would hide it in filing cabinets. We were right. finding bottles for months after wow. I got sober. Wow. Yeah. So.
0: So she starts finding them.
1: She does. And then um, <clears throat> her mom came over to paint one day and she was painting the house and I was drunk. And uh, I remember she just, I forget, she told me, um, I very heartfelt she's not she just said you you sincerely have a problem and you know it's not okay because no one up to that point had told me this is bad my wife had been telling me that i'm not going to listen
0: so you, you mean your mother-in-law told yeah, you? yeah wow.
1: so so yeah she told me in a very nice way um that you have a problem and you uh, are negatively affecting everybody in your life so it was like a one-woman intervention right you know it was just her and i and i remember i'm still drunk and she's not acknowledging that I'm drunk, but she's telling me all these things like I think you need help. And I'm yeah. following her around the house as she's painting my house. The you know?
0: intervention with the paintbrush. You might be the only person who's been intervened on while someone was painting.
1: <laughs> yeah, painting my house too, like manual labor. Right, myself.
0: right.
1: <laughs> yeah, but she told me, and then I was just like, you know, I'm gonna try to try to you know go after this. So I got sober right after Christmas, and uh, it was January uh, 11th, and I remember. You know, Ohio winters are brutal. So I remember, I just, I, I just, that's how I felt. Was outside, you know, just frozen. And I always say it's like, you know, these the country roads. You know, like that. Just felt like these long country roads that I say are like scorched with salt. You know, just like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I felt. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't identify with anybody. But you know, I didn't even want a, a sponsor. I didn't want to get help. But I just knew that I needed to not drink. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that was the trick. Was you know, it's not about not drinking. It's about having a fulfilling life.
0: And so, and so you were sort of, as they say, white knuckling
1: it. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And I remember telling my wife, I said, I, you know, I, I was describing the people in the AA rooms, you know, the, you know, she was like, what are they like? You know, like there's some sort of, you know, not cult, but just like, she wanted yeah. to know like what, what kind of people they are. And I said, and I remember her distinctly saying, is anybody like still married in those rooms? Because right. it was like, like a, I said, there's a lot of divorcees and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so I went to there and then I, and then a I wouldn't have I don't think I would have gotten sponsor or would have I wouldn't have been sober uh, or stayed sober if um, my sponsor, not my now sponsor came up to me after a meeting and said you really said something during the meeting that I hadn't thought of in a long time, which was um, and he's been so he'd been sober at eight eight years at that point and I'd said I, um uh, I feel like my best friend died. You know, like everybody says, you know, so. um,
0: But he'd somehow never heard that. He,
1: for one, I think he just forgot it, you know, because it was was in mourning, you know, so.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's, that is also the thing about meetings is that, you know, whatever the built in forgetter they talk about us having is you hear it and you're like, oh, I'm actually hearing that.
1: Right. Right. So then uh, after that, it was more or less just getting out of my own head and then uh, really listening to people which I'd never done, you know, really caring about people. And so I really started immersing myself in my own writing and, you know, like really writing about the experience I was going through. Um, so
0: before you were publishing that
1: writing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it wasn't really, it wasn't even just, I would just like not even journal. I would just like write. Um, I wrote a book that wasn't even about sobriety. I just wrote a book. It just came out of me.
0: You're so insane. <laughs> I know. You're I just wrote a book. you more insane than I am. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote a whole book. It was like a, Six hundred pages. I would never read it again. But I, right,
0: <laughs> I won't read any of my books again. But um, really, you no, won't? God, no.
1: Why? Because it's because you're so tired of th- it's, like. Yeah,
0: th- it's sort of painful. One time, I went to speak at a college, and the and I I have to read To Fallacy, sure. And <laughs> I and I the only I was selling copies of Party Girl, right. so it was the only reading material in my room, <laughs> and so I had to read it. And I was like, God, this is kind of good." I was surprised. Were you surprised? Yes.
1: You got it published. I mean.
0: I know. Well, my second—that's a good book. My second book is terrible, and I got that published. It's not terrible. Um, you didn't read it, did you? I read all your books. You did? Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, that second one, man. Um, but thank you. Um, but honestly, I sometimes lose respect for people if I get an email they are like, "I really loved your book." Bond. Oh, really? I'm just like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um. But have you ever tried to get any of your books published? No,
1: no, no. And
0: why is that?
1: Because I'm so busy with other things. (laughs) My whole life, you know, I've got a busy life right now. I just haven't. I mean,
0: is this possibly a little bit of fear?
1: Oh, of course. I'm sure there's part of it. It probably goes back to that creative writing workshop where I don't want anybody saying anything about it. But you're
0: putting out hundreds of articles.
1: Yeah, that's what's giving me the encouragement really to start thinking about it, though. I mean, it's now it's more or less, all right, I... Some part of this is good. You know, like, I, it has to yeah. So, I mean, but it was, it took you to say that and and, and other people, people all my life and say, so you're a good writer, but I didn't believe it. You know, right.
0: It, you only, I was the first person you believed. I think so. I honestly <laughs> think. Truly? I think so. Yeah. But, but so, I mean, I will say this is, this is a, a writing intervention. Okay. I will say that I find it bizarre given the fact that you have written two books and that you write so much that you have never tried.
1: Yeah, I never have.
0: I mean, I really do find that um, interesting.
1: Yeah, there's a fear. I'm sure there's a fear factor to it. But
0: so this is uh, my intervention where I say, <laughs> "You have a paintbrush." Um, well, and you know, you know, I am a writing coach. <laughs> um. So so these are okay. So we're forgetting the 600 page one for yeah, a second, right? Yeah, yeah, right? which is not good. And we're gonna hold up, and nobody can see it. The one that you <laughs> handed me, which is yeah. also quite long, but the font is big.
1: Yeah, I just bound it for you. So
0: and um. And it's a nonfiction book? Mm-hmm.
1: It's a me- now, wh- drinking memoir.
0: Drinking memoir. Now, why would you not write a proposal and send that out?
1: Because I don't know how that stuff works, really.
0: You know I have a program that I, teaches that, that. And you know that I would give you access to it. Just I, give it to you.
1: I, I think I need to take advantage of that. Yeah. I,
0: and because...
1: I'm trying to think of reasons not to, but I, I...
0: I mean, I'm sort of a little bit shocked you didn't sign up for it before.
1: I, I literally come to the precipice of this, and I come up with a million excuses not to do things. I mean, it's a, it's as, it's as much as like oh, I, I could go to the gym right now, but I'm not going to. Right, it's just right. I, I could keep doing it, but yeah, I. I
0: We start again in October. I might just require you to do
1: it. (laughs) Okay. Because,
0: you know, and I encourage anybody out there. There are so many people in recovery that have these amazing stories. I've
1: never heard stories like the people in recovery rooms. I know. Some of the best articulate people I've ever heard are in the rooms.
0: And, And the recovery memoirs tend to do really well. And they sell. So yeah, I mean, I you will be my my model example for okay. so all the people that are listening right now and want to write books. I'm telling you, you can do it. I didn't, I, you know, I just sat. I have no, I had no idea. I just sat down one day and wrote one. I mean, not in a day. <laughs> I was gonna but,
1: say I'm really impressed. But,
0: here, <laughs> but here's the thing: I do know of people who write books in a weekend, and it's crazy. Was Party
1: Girl your first book? Yeah. I mean, with the first actual book you wrote? Yeah. I mean, you just sat down. You just wow, yeah. That's amazing.
0: Well, the story about it is that um, my friend Melanie. Um, She and I were talking and we said, uh, you know, oh, I really want a book. I really want to write a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she said, well, why don't we do this thing where we send Have I told you this? We send each other three pages. No, No. we send each other 500 words every Sunday No, just to motivate each other. We don't read each other's material. We just send it to each other. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I live in L.A. So if something's not triple confirmed, I assume it's not happening. Like (laughs) It's just the land of flake. (laughs) So the following Sunday, I get her 500 words and I'm like, oh, no, this girl was serious. <laughs> so I write up the first 500 words of Party Girl. I just quickly like wrote them, sent them to her. Yeah. Thought, well, at least we're done with this. Following Sunday, I get her next 500 words oh, and I'm my- like, she really is serious. And then we did a month. And then I had 2,000 words and she actually got a job and couldn't do it. Right. And I had 2,000 words and I kept going.
1: That's amazing. It's almost like sober time for me. It's like you start getting it under your belt. You're like, I got one month, two months, or the same with word count. It
0: is the same thing. And that's why, you know, I say I, everything I learned how to do, I learned in like 12 step rooms because I learned how to do public speaking there. Right. Forget Toastmasters, learn it, in, you know, and I learned one day at a time. And I was like, no, I can't write a book, but I can write three pages a day.
1: Right. And you never read each other's work while you're sitting? No. It? She never told you this is really good? Or? No, she
0: didn't read it. We didn't have time. I didn't. I, I'm <laughs> sure hers was amazing. I didn't read it either. Um, <laughs> that's But amazing. that's why in my coaching program, I take an even number of students and I assign them each an accountability partners, partner. And some of them are just really taking off you know that's because amazing. they're motivating each other that's a
1: cool idea that it really is. is yeah
0: yeah i mean it changed it i do not think i had would have any books if melanie had not said that to me
1: so do you think that you wrote party girl so and it came out so quickly the beginning of it because you were so focused and hurried because you had to get 500 words out or
0: i think or so was, but i also think party girl was maybe the only really good idea i've ever had okay like i don't well, <laughs> like i don't I, I just it, I knew the story, you know, I'm sorry what we're talking way too much about I'm, like, no, I'm, I'm my writing, but like, you know, my story in real life was that I had, you know, I was pretty much unemployable and this crazy party girl. And then I get this job at Premier Magazine writing a column called right. Party Girl. Right right, 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 And I'm suddenly sober and all I do is like play with my cats and go to coffee and smoke <laughs> cigarettes. And so and so I was like, wait, that's a perfect story right, right. but if I my column was about like interviewing celebrities but what if it was a column about being a party girl right. and you really weren't one and you had to pretend to be one based on Fantastic. your past experience and it was just like oh that's a good idea a good and idea. so I just wrote it yeah but anybody can do that
1: uh, yeah it's eminently readable tip I will say but well
0: thank you yeah it's- um, it starts off with a menage a trois, which is always, is now embarrassing I wasn't going to
1: acknowledge that part. But, but thank
0: you. Thank you. It's awkward, huh? <laughs>
1: you brought it up. I but didn't. like,
0: but I mean, and that's an interesting thing too. Do you have anything you've written that you somehow, that you sort of regret putting out there? Oh my
1: God. Yes. Um, you know, some of the recovery articles that I've done for you, right. you know, I mean, I'll put that out there and all of a sudden it's like this immediate wince when I see it out there in the world. Right. Or, you know, because I, I, I would share not only just my articles, but a lot of the articles you, you guys would write in it for After Party and stuff. I would have, you know, share it out there and I'd see you know, dozens of people commenting on these things. I'm like, they've, they read that. I know. Because I know. then you're just like, oh my God, they know these things about me. Yeah, of course I did. Really? Yeah, of course I regretted a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, but I kept doing it.
0: I know, I know. I have things early in my career that I do regret. Really? Putting out there. Yeah, I was just so open. And I mean, I, like, I think the, some of the sex stuff, like I don't do that anymore. Like I really don't feel comfortable. Right. And, you know, I believe everything happens the way it's meant to. Sure. So I was meant to do that. Right. But, but you know, it's something that I also help people with. Is like, really, what are you comfortable putting out there? Because it's out there.
1: It's out there for good too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so okay, and so back to your recovery. So sure. now you, um, you go to meetings.
1: And I tell everybody on the planet that I'm sober. Yeah. I told everybody. Yeah. Um, and it accidentally came out at work. Uh huh. Um. Not that long ago, uh, we had a big presentation of telepresence. Um, and that's how the corporate world works yeah. anymore. They don't they don't fly yeah. anymore, they just yeah. have giant telepresence. And somebody said, You have to be able to describe something in five minutes. It could be anything. You pick a topic and they had a room of, you know, we're all connected in these 12, 13 different sites. And they chose me. And mm-hmm. I said, Go ahead, you know, and I said, Hi, I'm Paul, I'm an alcoholic.
0: Oh, accidentally.
1: Yeah, in front of like hundreds of people. <laughs> and I just kept going.
0: Right. right and it was right. awful
1: at first, but I'm, you know, so you talk about being regretful, but yeah. That, will you
0: write that story for me at my new sure. magazine? I
1: will. I, that'll be the first one to do. That's
0: an amazing, crazy story because I've almost done it so many times.
1: It fell out. And I've, I've told that uh, anecdote in an AA room and everyone's like, I've, you know, I thought that was going to happen to me and it never <laughs> actually happened. Well, you know, it really did happen in front of like hundreds of people. And then, you know, you hear, you know, then you're sitting there kind of like, oh, I shouldn't have my career but, over. But maybe
0: they thought you were kidding because because
1: well, everybody laughed.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, it was just, and it's, we're a global company, so we're all over the place. So you have people in San Antonio, Manila, you know, all right. in, it's all over the place. So people that you know, just, just laugh, but internally there's like this elevator plunge. And so yeah. I'm like, oh my God, why he going got to go for broke.
0: Right. <laughs> so I just right, kept right. telling the story. <laughs> Did you, n- not a story about being sober.
1: No, I just said I'm a pie and Paul alcoholic, and I described what it's like to be, I, I told my story.
0: Even it, though this was a work meeting? It was, yeah. How is that like even.
1: So I I remember I have a, I have a letter from somebody who works in that was the bravest thing I've ever seen anybody do. Did
0: people come to you afterwards and say, can you help me?
1: I had a couple, not as many as I thought, but I don't, I'm not an expert, I'm not a professional. I don't give a, who's an expert? Not me. That's true.
0: And people, you know, come to me all the time.
1: I had a couple people saying that was super inappropriate, (laughs) which is good.
0: (laughs) It's true. But that's like, um, at birthday parties. I don't know if you've ever like you sing happy birthday. Oh, do you guys not sing happy birthday in the meetings that you go to?
1: No, we don't actually. Oh, it's like a
0: California thing. Is it? You'll see. Oh, if we have any birthdays tomorrow, you'll see. Cool. Yeah. But you you, go, you sing happy birthday and then you'll keep coming back.
1: <sighs> okay, well, thanks for the. Uh, I'm glad I know that. So yeah.
0: And so and so, I've accidentally done that at like other. Oh, oh really? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so we have to work towards wrapping up. This sure. has been such a delight. Um, so tell people where they can find you.
1: Sure, I actually uh, started a web presence because you suggested it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were starting your own, uh, you know, I, you know, identifying your own brand. So you can find me at Fuhr, com. Yeah. Or you can find my two podcasts, the Furious Podcast or DropTheNeedle.com or DropTheNeedle on uh, iTunes. So, um, but yeah, you can. That's where you'll find. And you. a
0: whole and a whole slew of articles on After Party. And
1: I link straight to After Party. And Which you uh, don't
0: need to anymore because I'm not there anymore.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, After Party, all my articles, recovery articles, I've been published since. I've gotten, uh, since I've had the articles published for After Party, I had a number of other articles published that were not even recovery related. Oh, really? Yeah, the literary review picked me up, so. That oh. sounds
0: very literary. I don't know what that is. It but. was, uh, yeah,
1: it's it's a, uh, a journal that I would have never been published at, like when I was in grad school, but I was published just a couple of months ago. And you're
0: was, writing for The Fix.
1: Yes. So I have all of those uh, on the site, so I'm. And I—I I mean, that's all because of you, though. So well, I, I mean, can't thank you enough. Please
0: keep talking about me.
1: I—it's—I mean, sincerely, this is the most surreal experience I've, I've had in a long time. I mean, is it more surreal
0: than reading your college papers?
1: Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, it, this is this has not been stressful for me, but I've been look, you know, looking forward to it. But I'm also like, you know, for months, this has been a big deal for me to come out and, and do this, you know, with oh, you. And, and, uh, I'm so
0: glad. Well, you've
1: changed my life in so many different ways. I mean, and just sobriety and in my with my writing. I mean, it's just, uh, and it's it's just an honor. I mean, this is the probably one of the highlights of my life. Not okay, kidding.
0: now I'm getting now I'm getting embarrassed.
1: No, you shouldn't be. No, sincerely, oh, this Paul. is.
0: This has been so great. So you guys have been listening to Recover Girl slash the Anna David Admiration Hour that I will. I'll probably listen to this over and over. I mean, who knows? No, I don't. I don't even <laughs> listen to these because it's too weird.
1: I can't hear myself talk. I you're not going listen- to listen to this? I will. I'll listen to this one. Okay. Because yes. you
0: have to because you're a subscriber. Well, I'm going
1: to worry that I, you know, I'm going to listen to make sure first that I didn't say anything stupid. But
0: Oh, you know, God. Yeah, oh, God. Everything you said was brilliant. Except
1: for the Dennis Quaid part.
0: <laughs> that was my favorite part. Okay, so you've been listening to Recover Girl, podcast about addiction and recovery. Uh, it is released... Well, it get, here's a uh, exclusive. Can't it wait. is has uh, been released every other week, and now I'm releasing them weekly oh, wow. because I have a psychiatrist friend where we answer a question about addiction and recovery. That's fantastic. Yeah, the first one will come out. It doesn't make sense for listener. It'll come out before. <laughs> You'll have heard it already uh, if you're a subscriber, but those are cool. And if you want to know more about this podcast go to recovergirlpod.com and Paul thank you so 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 much oh
1: thank you are you kidding me